Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Good evening. We are so glad that you are joining us tonight uh, for part two, actually, of Chris's story. Uh, a little bit about uh, drug addiction, and uh, I know that you listened last week, and uh, we are so glad that we have this opportunity to have Chris, our daughter, back on. And But I just want to briefly tell you who's sitting around the table, because everyone always wants to know, of course, that who is, who's listening, and sometimes we talk more than others, but uh, anyway, we have sitting right across from me. We have Chris Norman, which is our executive producer, and we could not do this without you, Chris. I'm glad to be here, as always. Well, we enjoy you, and you always you have a lot of great input, and I always appreciate that. Yeah, the last session, he really talked a lot, didn't he? Well, I couldn't, couldn't keep my mouth closed. That, that was the other Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong Chris. Wrong Chris. Jabber uh, away. Uh, but, and sitting next to him is his co-producer, which he invites to the table. Self-titled also. Self-titled also. Also vice president of At the Table with <laughs> yeah. Darlene. Oh it's gosh. not self-titled, and I gave it to him. You it's gave it to him. You did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. oh, my gosh. Your mistake. Yeah. Yes. You conferred it upon me. Oh, my I goodness. I anointed you with you know, it. I did. Oh, yeah. Am I allowed to anoint I think that's names? kind of how it happened, wow. actually. Yeah. Well, thanks, Chris. I'll be here from now on. Oh, oh. that's awesome. Thanks. No, yeah, thanks, Chris. No more invitations, right? No more. He, he come in. He come in in the middle of the last one, but, and I'm sure that some of you, you wondered what all the rattling was. It's always him. It's always him. But we love him so much. <laughs> he he keeps us smiling around here, and he keeps, and he actually keeps Chris uh, like uh, not sure what button to push to quieten things down. Yeah, his push hands, the mute a lot. His hands are always quick moving. to mute. Quick to mute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for protecting me, Chris. You're welcome. That's what a good producer does. That's, That's right. right. And sitting right across from uh, my sweet husband, and uh, I'm glad you're here, babe. Thank you. Is uh, our daughter Tiffany? Tiffany, we're so glad that you're here. Thank She's you. She's always here. here. She is. She Almost. is. She's Almost. a faithful part of this. I don't have to be invited. Yeah. And I don't have a title. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Hmm. Oh, that's true. She doesn't have a t- I think probably if I wasn't here, you could go ahead and take care of it. That's what I think. Couldn't you be director of operations or something like I that? Guess I guess I could be. Yeah, she yeah. needs some kind of name. To get- that's a good one, Chris. She'll think about that. And we have... D-O-O. <laughs> Dude. And we have with us uh, our next to the oldest daughter, Chris. And we're so glad, Chris, to have you back for the uh, part two. And so thank you very much for taking this time. Chris thank Martin. you. Hello, everyone. Chris Martin, yes. Chris Martin is uh, uh, a secretary at Windsor High School, right? Correct. And uh, you've been there for several years now. You were with the Fox people for a while up in Arnold, but uh, you've been at Windsor now for how long? 13 years. 13 years. Not that long. And also, she is uh, in the real estate business throughout Jefferson County, which is a... Yes, right uh, before we... Got on here tonight. I found out that I was number six in our office again for the month of September. Oh, so. nice. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Wowzers. Keep selling number those six. homes. That sounds good, but let's go to number five next month. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Hey, I figured number six out of 80-something, not too bad. No, that's, not, that's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, I saw on Facebook you, you showed a, a house the other day. It looked really, really nice. Yeah. You yeah, well, thank you. Keep up the good work in every area. Thank you. Well, 
Chris is, uh, if you've listened to last week, you heard part of, and, and you know, there's no way that we can get the whole story in because, and we'll have her and Brianna and maybe even Brian, who knows, he might come by with us sometime and, and share a little bit. That would be fun to have it all would, three of them it would, at the table. It really would. And maybe that can happen, but uh, we want Chris, you to kind of pick up, uh, be, we don't have a long time on our show, but right. we, we want you to be able to hit some highlights again uh, of your story with Brianna and the fight against addictions. Absolutely. So just as a recap, um, we found out she was smoking, she had been smoking weed when she was 13, took a little bit of a break from some things, and then um, in 2014, overdosed on Xanax and some benzos and some opiates and um was basically by the doctors just a miracle that she was alive and survived that. And then after her daughter was born in May of 2016, she started popping some pills again, um, had gotten some more Xanax and started popping that again. And um, October 22nd of 2016, when we had found the pills and confronted her, she was told not to come back home. I took her daughter from her that night. She was told not to come back home. She was told that she couldn't stay with family because she'd already stolen from them and they didn't trust her anymore. And she met up with a guy that had been a friend in high school. They'd always hung out in high school. We've known that kid for so many years. And he was like, well, here, this will make it all better. And she smoked meth for the first time. Hmm. And we didn't know that. At that point, I thought we were just popping pills. And even beyond that, into... November, I noticed that, again, she was getting skinny and um, things were just weird. But, I, again, I thought she was popping pills again. And so, was there behavioral changes? Um, not behavioral changes, just sleep pattern had changed tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, Tired all the time? No, she would be awake for three or four days. Okay. Um, and I just thought that because she was working evenings, she was getting her schedule mixed up, and she had this fairly newborn child that she was getting up with in the middle of the night and she just wasn't sleeping well. But again, I would go to bed not knowing that she was staying up all night. Um, and then she would, she would just doze out and then be out for three days and then get up and eat, eat, eat because she at this point has now gone five or six days without eating. Mm-hmm. And then she would be fine. And then the body would tell her you've got to use again. Mm-hmm. And then she would use again. And then we would go through that pattern but I didn't know all of this pattern was going on because, again, I would go to bed at night not knowing that she's up all night. I knew she was sleeping a lot on the weekends or when, you know, those three days would hit. But I, again, thought she was just mentally and emotionally and physically exhausted from working a full-time job and being a single mom and trying to live life. I didn't ever think my daughter would yes. smoke meth. Yes. Um, you think of um, meth addicts and you think, oh, well, that's that, you know, skinny girl in the corner who mm-hmm. has um, pox all over her face. And she has the, um, you know, the marks up and down her body that looks like she's got mosquito bites from head to toe. That skinny girl in the corner with all of those bites was my daughter. Um, I'll never forget walking in. It was, oh, I guess Thanksgiving morning. Because I found out Thanksgiving Eve um, from a friend of hers who said, I got to tell you something. And that's when she told me that Brianna had been smoking meth um, on Thanksgiving morning and she was laying there um, in her floor. And I said, Why aren't you in bed? And she said, I think I've got bed bugs. 
And I said, what are you talking about? And she had her arms up and her shirt was up and it looked like she had chicken pox. Mm. And, um, I remember thinking, what in the world is going on with her? Like what, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about meth. I just knew that it made you lose your teeth and you look like you had bug bites everywhere. Um, and so I, I didn't know really, again, I didn't want to accept it because that's my, that's my little girl. That's my little girl that couldn't say her R's and my little girl that needed speech yeah. therapy when she was five mm-hmm. years old. And therapy, huh? <laughs> yeah, that that's who my little girl is. My little girl isn't a meth addict or as you'll hear meth head, um, which I used to cringe at those titles. Um, someone just today told me that, oh, well, I had a meth head break into my house. Well, that meth head, you know, at one point has been my daughter. So I don't look at that as a um, as a slap in the face anymore because he doesn't know my daughter. He doesn't know any other. He doesn't. You got to know those people, you know. Because mm-hmm. again, like I said earlier, you know, in, in the broadcast last week, it is all about. They are your child. They are your family, and yes. you never stop loving, and you never That's stop right. hoping. That's right. So we thought we had encountered that ugly. Um, devil. And that's when I walked into her room. It was the week of Thanksgiving, um, fully prepared for spiritual battle. Um, I anointed everything in her room and I touched everything in her room. I touched her bed, her dresser, her TV, her makeup, and I prayed over all of it. Um, and I really believe that that's why when Brianna was here, once we found out that she was on meth, the... The spiritual side of it became very real. Mm. And I don't want to scare anyone when I say this, but Brianna can tell you to this day that she saw the devil in my house. Mm. Brianna saw the devil because the, at the, and you, it, please, 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 if you have a family member that is struggling with meth addiction, please read up on it. It is the devil's drug mm-hmm. because it opens the mind in a way that no other drug does. It opens the mind so that it is a playground for the enemy to just Mm -hmm. go in and wreak havoc. Mm. Um, There are so many books out there that are written by Christian authors about the spiritual warfare of meth addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, But Brianna saw the devil in my house because I was praying on one side of the house and she's on the other side of the house. And when we came to meet in the middle, it was ugly. I don't believe you were praying some little now I lay me down to sleep prayer under your breath. No, no, no. I mean, I was, I I can tell you, honestly, I was pointing my finger at the air and I was raising my voice. And it was, it was something that as if you're going into battle, you're, you're in a fight with someone. Imagine that you're fighting with, we love our spouses, no doubt about it, but we're going to have those moments that we're going to, you're going to hear my point. You're going to hear my way. And that was the conversation I was having with the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also learned in this latest round with Brianna, not to just rebuke the devil, but for every time you rebuke the devil, be sure to praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've grabbed the number seven because I believe that that is God's magic number for whatever reason. Um, every time I rebuke the devil, I praise God seven times. Mm, good. I'll find seven things to be thankful for. So, devil, you're not going to have my family today. And, God, I thank you for my granddaughters. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my family. And I thank him for seven things. That's um, good. so good. 
because it's okay. It's okay. Praise to the stills devil. the Avenger. That's what yes. the word of God says. And so yes. if it stills the Avenger and we know there's an Avenger that has come against us, then our praise should be radical. And, and that is so, so key. That Thank word, you, Chris. That word still actually in the Hebrew is paralyzed. Mm -hmm. It paralyzes and renders helpless yes. the Avenger. Yes. Yes. And I, for whatever reason, I, I've grabbed that on this, this round. Um, of our situation with Brianna. Um, but I, uh, we, we put her back in rehab then in February of 2017 because she, her liver was starting to shut down because of the, um, the meth use. It didn't stop at Thanksgiving when we found out. It just kept going. She just figured out better ways to hide it. Um, mm -hmm. She was staying gone longer. She was, um, instead of coming straight home from work, she would go to someone's house or, you know, um, we, we took custody of Gracie in January of 17 and in February, Brianna went to rehab, comes out of rehab. She's out six days and she uses again. And, um, again, we just have to, like, as parents, we have to watch for those signs. And when you start to think that it's getting better and you start to let your guard down, that's when it happens. Um, so I now sleep with my guard up. I'm always alert as to what's going on in her, her life, because if they start veering off of that schedule or that behavior, you know, that something is awry. Mm -hmm. Um, at that point we kicked her out of the house and she kind of went, um, just lived with friends to, you know, friends here and friends there. And in the meantime, met a young man who was dating her best friend and he was also there, um, I don't know if he was their supplier or if he just was the money man behind them getting their meth. Um, but she started shooting up and she, when I say shooting up, I mean, she started using the needle mm -hmm. and I've learned so many things about this. Um, she and this boy suddenly are in love and they get pregnant. Well, I'll never forget the first time I met him. I said, I really am not happy to be needing you. But under the circumstances, we have no choice. And I still sometimes think that I feel guilty about that. But then I don't. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? I'm just a mom. And I'm just being honest. Mm -hmm. um, I may have hurt his feelings that day. But I was also talking to an addict who yes. was high when I was talking to him. Yes. Um, he came to meet me high. He came to meet us when it wasn't clear-headed, you know, Um but again, I, I reiterate, don't be afraid of your emotions. Don't be afraid of what you feel because you have those feelings. God gave us feelings and yes. emotions. Uh, God didn't say he was going to make life easy. He just said he'll be there with us. That's right. So I don't apologize for my emotions and my feelings anymore. Right. And that's one thing I've learned through this. Um, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. Right. Um, so they get pregnant and then they miscarry. And... Honestly, and God knows my heart, but I, at that moment, I knew it was the best thing because she was still using, he was still using, and I thought, okay, they've learned their lesson. Thank you, God. Thank you for protecting that baby from coming into this horrible situation. Thank you for loving on my grandbaby in your arms, and then she gets pregnant again, and she finds out during that time that um, he's using and drinking and she's using and she's at this point now she's shooting up meth or smoking meth or she's doing cocaine 
she's doing again what I said in, in the first series is that Brianna's DOC, her drug of choice, is what you got. She's popping pills. She's doing anything and everything. She's skinny as a rail. And uh, she has a breakdown. It was in July of 17, no, July of 18, that she is going to um, have an abortion. That that um, that she is, um, she's done. She's not going to live with him anymore. She's not going to have an addict's baby. She's not going to have a junkie's baby. I'm not going to, you know, live my life taking care of a baby that I know that I caused damage to. And I'm not going to put this baby up for adoption because why would I do that to someone else? All of these feelings and emotions are going through her head. And I drive her to Planned Parenthood. And we set, she had to sit through the appointment. They wouldn't let me in because of her age. And they have started what they need to do with her to have an abortion the next day. I come home. I'm laying in bed that night and I'm praying. And she's about... 15 or 16 weeks along, I guess. I remember this. I love this part of the story. And Chris, Chris, remind us of how old Brianna was at this time. Um, Brianna would have been 22, getting ready to turn 23. Okay. And um, I'm laying in bed, and I'm just a little bit about this. Because of the, the how far along she was, it would have been the type of abortion where they would have had to dismember the baby. Because she was so far along. Mm. And she cries all the way home. I can't have this baby, Mom, but I don't know that I can go through with this. And I told her, you are twenty, almost 23 years old. This is your decision. I support you as my daughter no matter what. I don't, I don't necessarily support your decision for this, but I love you no matter what. And I think it's so important that our kids always know we love you no matter what bad choices you make. Well, I, I, I have to interrupt you and ask you, do you, do you know that that's how we feel about you? <laughs> I do know that. I do know that because okay. I've made some pretty bad choices. <laughs> and here we are talking on the phone today. Yes. Okay. Carry but, on. Um, so it, it's one of those things that um, I, I love her no matter what. And I made sure she knew that. And so I come home that night and Brian and I are both laying in bed and I'm just crying and I'm praying. I'm God, please. Whatever you have to do, please don't let her go through with this. I said, God, you know her emotional state of mind. She's not clear-headed because at this point she'd maybe only been about maybe eight weeks clean. Um, And I said, she'll have to live with this the rest of her life, God, and you know that emotionally she cannot handle this. Please, God, do something. If you need to take that baby tonight, God, please take that baby tonight. Whatever you have to do. And Brian is just... Chris, we can't do this. We can't do this. But what do we do? I, he said, we can't, we can't raise another one. We've already got, you know, we've already got Gracie. And uh, mind you, I'm, you know, we're in our mid-40s. And it's like, we, we don't want to raise another baby. And that next morning, she and I get up and we're driving to the clinic. And um, Brian leaves for work. He's on the Harley. And we are 20 minutes from our house. And he calls and I'm like, I thought, I mean, I thought something was wrong because he should have been at work. And I was like, is everything okay? Are you okay? And he is bawling. And he says, I can't do it, Chris. I can't do it. He says, put me on speakerphone. So I put her on, put him on speaker. Mm-hmm. And I said, what, what's going on? He said, Brianna, we can't do this. 
he said, the song that came on today is um, Corey Asbury. And he said, in that, he says, you breathed your life in me. And he said, Brianna, God has breathed life into this baby. And it, who are we to take that baby's life from him or her? And he said, we can't do it. He said, you need to stop. And I looked at her, and she's crying so hard she can't talk. Brian can't talk. I'm crying. And I said, so what do we do? And Brianna says, thank you, Dad. We're going home. So we turned around. We went home. And literally, because of God ministering through that song to Brian, we have Naomi. Yes. What a beautiful Um, story. And not only did that song. So Brian, when when he gets on the Harley, he... um, puts his uh well, he's got the radio on it so he just puts his phone on shuffle and i kid you not that song played like three or four times in in the short 20 or 30 minute drive that he had that day yeah. um and, and he finally was like okay god i get it <laughs> um you know sometimes god speaks to us and we're like oh okay what's the next sign and then god does it again and we're like okay what's the next one so he finally listened to this to the the uh the sign that he was giving him and we have naomi Yes. And um and Brianna and Naomi's dad had gotten Gracie back and they were living a happy life the four of them. And then this past December of 19, actually it was right around Thanksgiving of 19, so right around Naomi's first birthday, they started dabbling again. Um and it wasn't just meth this time, though they were actually popping or they were uh, snorting fentanyl. And when I tell you again, Brianna's first drug encounter was with marijuana, and it's not—it's not necessarily just ah, uh, it's just marijuana. Because then you see in Brianna's pattern, it went from marijuana to popping pills that wasn't mm-hmm. enough, and then she went to meth and that wasn't enough, and then she was in fentanyl and. That wasn't enough because Brianna's story doesn't end with her fentanyl addiction. Mm. Um, but on December 15th, on her 24th birthday, mm-hmm. we get a phone call that something is going on. Brianna is unresponsive on the floor, and 911 has been called. Mm-hmm. Brian and I get in the car, head up to St. Anthony's Hospital, and um, we find out that I, I had called my mom, who just lives a mile from them, or 30 miles from them. I called Mama. I said, "Can you get over there, please? Go go sit with her. I don't know what's going on." And the sto- the snowstorm had just started too, so it was starting to snow. Mom gets over there, and nine one one is there, and there is no pulse. They she is blue, and Mom said the minute she walked in, she felt the spirit of death, and she said, "My granddaughter laid there in that middle of that floor, and she was dead." They were getting ready to call her time of death. Um, they were getting ready to say, you know, that she had had coded and she was dead. And all of a sudden, Brianna just took a deep breath and said fentanyl. And I don't know why she said that. Mm. I don't know why that was the first thing she said. I think it was maybe God breathing his life into her and saying that that was her, that that's what they needed to to react to. Because they had to Narcan her three times at that point. Wow. Um, We get her to the hospital. She is black and blue from where they had worked on her and where they had, um, the family of, you know, the boyfriend had, I guess they were trying to bring her back. I, I don't know what happened in the two hours that she had used to the time 911 got there because she had been gone for about two hours. And 
she was in the hospital for five days and she detoxed and she came out and she was a new girl. She was scared. She was, um, I'm never doing that again. I'm not going back to that again. I, I need to get some help. And I believe she really meant that. I really did believe she meant that. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I really, um, she wanted to end that lifestyle, that way of life. And again, she was a mom of two. She was a stay-at-home mom of two. Gracie's going to daycare two and three days a week and having her fun there. Brianna has the world in her in the palm of her hand. This perfect little life that she and Josh had started to create together. Um, he's working, I mean, working crazy hours. They don't need or want for anything. Gracie's getting new toys all the time. Naomi's getting new things all the time. They're living this cute little life. And Brian and I were so proud. We were like, she finally has arrived. You know, it's like you hear the, ah, she's made it. Right. Um, sure. We were so proud of them. And then this railroad just, this, it's like we were walking across this railroad track and we got hit by a train um, and completely derailed. Um, it was, it was crazy. I was mad. I was angry. I didn't want to see her in the hospital because how could she do this to my granddaughters? Naomi was in her bed. Mm-hmm. the next room over and here you are snorting fentanyl off your dresser mm-hmm. why why because she was overweight because she had lost all self-esteem she wanted and she'll, she'll she'll tell you i wanted to lose some weight i was so tired and exhausted from the girls i needed some energy it was her pick me up um and she lost everything we took gracie back naomi went to live with her other grandparents um she literally lost everything that day and she, uh, she moved back home. We were trying to get her into some type of program. We didn't know what program to get her into, but we kind of let it rest for a little bit. And just like I said earlier, don't let your guard down right? because when you do, when you let your guard down spiritually and physically, mm-hmm. you're going to get hit again. Okay. And we had let our guard down in January and found out that she had renewed her Adderall prescription which by the way if your kids have a doctor make sure you know that doctor's prereqs that you know that that doctor's not just writing prescriptions to write prescriptions Mm -hmm. because we have a doctor locally they call him doctor what you want and he will give you what you want Mm -hmm. all you have to do is tell him and he will write it out um and she found that doctor and Mm -hmm. so she went about she went about it the legal way i mean mom it's a prescription they Uh said i need it but all the while she doesn't need this she doesn't need the adderall and she took the Adderall, and, and she took a 90-day supply in eight days. Oh, um, wow. And Chris, that's when I, a lot, isn't it? Uh, I'm talking to Chris Norman, which, you know, is that's also a good amount. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Someone take that much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Adderall to <laughs> I mean, somebody that doesn't need no it. No one should even take that much Tylenol. Powerful. Yeah, and if you feel unstoppable when you take Adderall when you don't have ADHD, and that's mm-hmm. a intoxicating feeling. Wow. Yes. And and that's I think that becomes mm-hmm. more, Chris. You saying that I think that that becomes part of the addiction process too. Is that feeling of, like, oh, I'm in, I'm unstoppable. It feels like amazing. nothing's going to get me. Yeah. And you get addicted to those emotions and those feelings of being high, and it's not just the high that you're addicted to. It's everything that comes with it too. Oh. It's a productivity, and that's what we see a lot of with stay-at-home moms and that sort of thing. They start on Adderall and, and stuff like that because you're way more productive. Mm. You even see it in nurses, too. I mean, nurses will start popping Adderall just because 
you can do more and you can last longer and you can mm-hmm. you can see deeper. I mean, it's it's crazy. Wow. And I, I have um, friends that are prescribed Adderall as a, you know, that is their prescription, but that's because it's fixing, it's helping to fix their their problem. It's not becoming their problem. If They've already have, they already have issues. If you have so I'm not saying that Adderall ADHD, is bad. I'm not saying that these prescription different. meds are bad mm-hmm. when used the way that they are mm-hmm. intended to be right. used. Right. So I don't want anyone to to think that we're. I'm downplaying that because I'm not. I do believe that they are. There is a need for them and a cause for them, just when they're used appropriately. Absolutely. Uh, okay, we're we got a, just a little bit more time, and I I, I want you oh, to. Gosh. Yeah, I know time goes so fast. I I know, but we really want to. I know that uh, uh, things turned, and and she went back into treatment, and tell us how long she was in this treatment, and take us kind of through the last uh, little bit uh, before we okay. go off the air. We have about a five or six more minute window here. Ooh, okay, so there's a lot that happened in that time. Um, she went off to West Virginia in February, left her girls with us, and was she was ready to make changes. And she went to a great program out there called Lifehouse. And she was doing phenomenal. And she hit 92 days clean. Mm. And she took off from rehab in West Virginia and took off with someone she had met out there. And we... Lost her for about three months. We um, we knew where she was, and I would get an occasional phone call or an occasional text. But it became a very abusive relationship, both emotionally and physically, um, to the point. And she was using so much that she her veins have all collapsed in her arms. Um, she said, you don't know what it's like to hit rock bottom. You're sitting in a hotel room, and you're so mad at yourself because you can't find a good vein to poke. Um and that's where she that's where she ended up and in July we God really led for us to go get her. And that's a whole different part of the story where God has always been with her. God never left her. Even when she was in that hotel room floor. Mm-hmm. Um God was right there beside yes. her. I'm sure God was weeping with her because he wanted so badly for her to see him there with her. But she'll tell you, she felt him with her there. Um, she knew all along that, that God was with her. Um, and, and I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying. God doesn't condone it, but God loves him no matter yes. what. God loves all of us he no matter never what. never leave us or forsake That's us. That's what his word right. says. And like I said earlier in the broadcast, God never promised me a, a perfect life, but God promised me that he would always be with me. And through all of this, I will tell you, that the one thing that God has laid on my heart, and I still to this day, and the four-year-old granddaughter sings it almost every day, is I'm going to raise a hallelujah. Mm. And in the middle of my, in the yes. middle of the mystery, yep. I'm yes. raising a hallelujah. Amen. And then the other one that we sing all the time is I'm going to see a victory. I know how the yes. story ends. I don't need yes. to be told how the story ends, but I have to let God take control of it because it's. And I'm in. Yes, and I'm in. You're right. Hi, Gracie. We sing that one too. Can you say hi? Hi. But we we know that that as hard as it is and as down as I had a mental breakdown on Gracie's birthday because that's the day that Brianna left, um, May 5th, May 6th. I'm sorry. She left on May 5th. On May 6th, I had a breakdown and I cried so hard that I literally thought that I was just going to fall on the floor because my baby girl had made this horrible decision and this horrible choice to leave her girls and to leave us and just go do her thing. But God snapped me out of it and he said I got this as clear as I'm talking to you today God said I've got this 
And he told me, he, he said, you trusted me with your marriage. Trust me with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had no choice. And as, as parents, we don't have a choice but to trust God in the ups and the downs and everywhere in between. Amen. Um, he just, he, he really did show himself to me through all of this. And if that's what Brianna's situation is all about, is showing people God's mercy when we don't deserve anything, mm-hmm. then yes. her her situation has been well worth my tears, well worth my pain, because if it can save someone else or at least help someone else to see that just because we have addicts in our family doesn't mean that their life is over. No, It, it just means that their story's prolonged. That's right. Yes. They still have destiny and purpose. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. But just like I said in the last broadcast too, I I am more than happy to talk to anyone that just wants to just say, you know, well, this is what I'm going through and this is what I'm struggling with. Because it is embarrassing at times. It is one of those things where you're like, like you said too, where did we go wrong? What did mm-hmm. we do? Mm-hmm. How is it our fault? And it's not. The three C's. You can't control it. You didn't cause it. And we cannot cure it. Yeah, Only right. God Amen. can cure it. Only God can cure it. Yes. So what a story. Yes. So good. Chris. What a yes. story. Yes. And hopefully we'll get Brianna on here to yes. kind of embellish a little bit more on what we Yes. We what would. she experienced in her three months gone. Yes. Because that was um very traumatizing for her. Yes, but we would love to is, hear um, that part of the story. Yes. She's working full time. She is working on getting her girls back. She does get to see them now. And uh I can't tell you, I, I when I re, refer to Brianna, I refer to the miracle known as Brianna because that's what she is. She yes, is she a, is. she is a miracle yes. because yes, she, she, um, she, she's died three times now that we know of, um, that we have documented and she is still here today to tell you about it. Amen. And why does the devil keep throwing these smoke bombs at her? Because her story is too good to not be told. And he wants everything in his power to try to stop her. That's right. But yep. I don't know if you've heard the song. I think it's Bethel, No Devil, Not Today. Amen. Yes. Gracie, sing a quick song for us, please. Gracie, Real quick. come here really quick, please. Hurry. hurry. Hurry, I need you to sing. Sing something for us. Can you sing Raise a Hallelujah for me? Oh, no, she's not going to, she says. Okay. So. All right. That's, maybe next time. Maybe next time, yep. If only we could control a four-year-old. I know, I know. <laughs> well, Christy, thank you so much yes. for for coming and sharing part of your story. And, and I, I know, you know, that, that in life, we're, we're in situations, what do we do with it? And that, that's the choice that we get to make every day as human beings and as, as parents and grandparents and uh, young people. And, and I hope that some young people will listen to this and, and see the journey uh, of how innocent things may seem and how the devil will just suck us in a vacuum and try to keep us there so that we can't get out. Uh, But the end of the story is not over. And I believe that God is doing wonderful things in, in Brianna's life because uh, the plans that God's got for her, the purpose that he has for her, he hasn't changed that one bit. Like you said, sometimes it just takes a little longer to get there. But we believe that as she goes, that God is going to do miraculous things in her life and turn her life around, as well as many that have listened tonight. And I'm going to ask your daddy to, to pray tonight before we go off and, and pray for Brianna and for all of those that are suffering 
uh, because of it. You know, we're getting ready in just a, a couple, three weeks. We are starting, finally, we're getting celebration recovery going here at the church. I think November the 2nd is our uh, first uh, Monday night when we actually, we've been training for a long time, but when we actually get it started, and we're so excited about it because we have many in our church that have been on this journey, and many of them have been uh, totally free for several years, some for many years, and uh, there is hope, there is redemption, and so, uh, Daryl, before we leave, would you just pray sure. for our listeners? and. Sure. Father, thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. All of our hope is in you. We thank you for the medical profession. We thank you for all of the agencies that try to help and do their very best. But we know, God, without you, we, uh, we will fail. God, you are our source of, of hope. You are our healer. And I pray for every person that has a hurt or a habit or a hang-up, that they can know today that they can turn to you and get full recovery. We know, God, that you're with us and you'll never forsake us. We know that the gifts and calling that you've put in us at birth or even before birth are irrevocable. And I believe, God, that you will uh, help us to be effective in helping other people come out of these dark things in their life. We thank you for Brianna. God, what a testimony. What a joy to, to hear what you're doing in her life. And I know, God, that you're going to turn this around for her good, and many people will be touched. Thank you for Chris's testimony and Chris's story tonight. And, God, she's uh, willing to, to use her story to help other people find victory in Jesus. Thank you for At the Table. May this broadcast and podcast go out and minister to several people. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 We're so thankful for our warrior mother that was on tonight. Chris, thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you. And until the next time we meet at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at DarleneSolidRock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at DarleneRoads.org. Also at WAWMinistries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.